This is Sound and Vision on KEXP. I'm Emily Fox. As 2023 comes to a close, let's look back at the top played albums of the year on KEXP. We ran the numbers, and I'm now joined by KEXP DJs Kevin Cole, Troy Nelson, and Evie Stokes to break down what they love about the albums that made the list. Hi, everyone. Hey. Hello. Howdy. Hello. it is so good to see you all today and i'm so glad that we are all here to talk about this and we're going to talk about the top five most played albums of the year on the station let's start off with um the fifth most played album of the year it's eve tumor praise the lord who choose but which does not consume what an album title And Evie, this was on your top 10 list for the year in terms of your favorite albums. And you, Troy, and Larry Mizell Jr. played this record the most out of any DJs at the station. What do you love the most about this record? Uh, I love Eve Toomer as an artist, just in general. I think they are so interesting. And this... So this record, so it's Praise the Lord Who Choose, But Which Does Not Consume, or Simply Hot Between Worlds, which is um, always a mouthful to say on air. But it's just such a cool, like, rich, innovative art rock record. It's super atmospheric. And they worked with Alan Mulder on this album, who's a super prolific producer, actually has worked with a lot of, like, the classic shoegaze artists um, back in the day, people like My Bloody Valentine, Swerve Driver. But he's also worked with people like... Nine Inch Nails, and you could hear that that sound really um, reflected in the music that Eve Toomer made on this album. And um, I just, I played the hell out of this album, both on air and, you know, in my headphones at home in my spare time. And I, when I do my top 10 records, I don't normally number them because I, I feel weird about rating people's art, but this is definitely top of the list for me like right around one or two (laughs) not to be too specific but I love I loved this record so much the entire thing and Troy you played this record a lot what are your thoughts the song Echolalia yeah I mean it's just I can't get away from it 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 is I, I it's hard to even describe because there's nothing that really sounds like it and it's like catchy but cool and I just, uh, I played it a lot in 2023, that song. And I'm one of those DJs that when I get hooked on a song, it takes a lot to pry me away from it. But eventually (laughs) uh, I did. But that Echolalia was the first song that I heard on there. And I just, I love the intro. It's all just kind of atmospheric. And then all of a sudden they do this yelp. And then all of a sudden the song just kicks in. And all of a sudden you're just like on another planet. So yeah, Eve Toomer. I mean, one of the great artists of our time. So love. I love the album as well. I didn't play it a ton because Larry played it all the time. <laughs> and he's right before you in the air. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know, Evie and Troy, if, if you run into that situation, but, uh, but sometimes, oh, okay. um, you know, just don't like repetition a lot on the station overall. It's one of the things that uh, we try to avoid, and um, and yeah, Cheryl and Larry both played a tons right before me, so 
Uh, but love the album as it's been described, very atmospheric and thick and dense and psychedelic. It's cool. Yeah, and and it's funny because you know Larry works with Sound and Vision, and uh, he's he's wanted to interview Eve Tumor forever, and like the answer is always no. Like Eve doesn't do interviews. Eve doesn't do interviews. And then this year we saw that he did an interview with Courtney Love for Interview Magazine, just in text form. And um, I just want to read the opening of the interview um, where Courtney's starting off the interview because I just thought it was. So funny. Uh, so Courtney starts off the interview with Eve Timor saying, Hey, sorry I'm late. I was trying to send you the questions that they sent me initially. They were really insulting. And you can print that. It's fucking patronizing bullshit. And the reason I think we're a good match is because you're disagreeable and I'm disagreeable and we're both incredibly othered. And you don't seem to have much of an interest in being fucking warm, fuzzy, and user friendly. <laughs> that sounds on Love. brand. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> i haven't read that interview yet i need to do that immediately evie i'm curious i mean so troy was talking about the track echolalia which is the track we played the most off this record at the station i'm curious if you have a favorite track outside of that one that we should go out on i do so actually one of my favorite songs all year was lovely sewer it's the second track on the album I um another one I just played the hell out of I could not get enough of it and it has a, a really incredible guest performance on it that went uncredited from um singer performer Kita who also does some cool like noise music uh but that song in particular is so incredible I, when I was listening to the album that one stuck out to me as well yeah. let's take a listen So that was the fifth most played album on KEXP this year. Eve Tomar with Praise a Lord Who Choose But Which Does Not Consume. So coming in as the fourth most played album on KEXP this year, it's Little Dragon with Slugs of Love. Evie, this was also on your top 10 list for favorite albums of the year. You also got to interview this band when they were in for KXP in studio. What do you think about this record? Uh, well, first of all, that was that was incredible for me. I absolutely love them and I have for so many years. And this this record is really fun. They So when I talked to them, they told me that they used the words trance romance and dance as the theme when they created this album and you can really tell that comes through and they they make all of their records collaboratively they have for the last couple of decades and this album you know when i was talking to yukimi and the band uh, but yukimi specifically answered i said when you listen to Little Dragon, it always sounds like your sound is evolving and becoming something new, but it's always like unmistakably Little Dragon. And she sort of said like, it's the same thing as as life, right? Like you grow and you evolve, you change as a person, but underneath the core is still you. And you can really tell that like with Slugs of Love, this album 
It's unmistakably Little Dragon, but that trance romance dance really came through. Um, they have some cool guests on the album, like J.I.D. is on it. Damon Albarn uh, has a song on there, too, or a guest spot on a song. It's just, it's a really fun album. By the way, I wish I'd been there for you. And Troy, so you played this album the most out of any DJ. What's your take? They're just one of those bands that they just seem to do no wrong. So when they release a new album, I'm like, oh, of course it's good. It just never stops with them. But in particular, the song Slugs of Love and the music video, it's just a must of the year. I love the minimalism of the song Slugs of Love. Also, uh, Frisco on that album. Those are my two favorite songs from the new album. But yeah, Evie nailed it. Uh, Everything she said about Little Dragon, they just constantly are evolving but constantly sound like them and they're just much needed in this music world that uh, we have so slugs of love is the track that we played the most off this record but evie i'm curious if there's another track you think we should go out on yes i love lily's call so it's different much different than slugs of love and there's you know there's parts of the album that are really high energy and then there's parts of the album that are slower like this one so this one lily's call is it's darker than most of the record it's very synth heavy it's got this great driving beat and um yukimi's vocals are like a little more haunting than normal it's really cool it feels like it's building and building and building the whole time Okay, so Little Dragon with Slugs of Love was the fourth most played album of the year on KEXP. And then the third most played album of the year was Seattle's own Polyrhythmics with their album Filter System. So, Kevin, you play this record the most out of any DJ at the station. What do you think about it? Man, I love it uh, and love polyrhythmics and would be... Uh, I'm interested to know, Evie and Troy, if you feel the same way, but they're, like, perfect for radio. They're, like, a kind mm-hmm. of a palate cleanser between styles and uh, just great for transitioning between different styles. And they're so vibey that it just always feels good to me playing them and hearing them now this new album filter system i think is different from their other records it kind of surprised me it was way headier and kind of slower and dubbier uh but still just uh, uh, as cool and as interesting as they always are as an instrumental band and i was reading on their Bandcamp page 
um, that the title for the album, Filter System, really came from their the process on this record of kind of democratic songwriting and rearranging and editing, in part because of the pandemic. They would typically, pre-pandemic, test drive new material playing it live. They weren't able to do that with this new album. So it kind of forced them to think differently about how they were putting the songs together and working more democratically as a band with Filter System. Oh, I love it. Troy and Evie, what, what, what are your thoughts? They're one of those bands that they suit any time of day and any type of mood. It doesn't mm -hmm. matter. And I have a list of those. When I get home and I bark at Alexa in my kitchen <laughs> and want her to play music while I'm cooking food, I have a small list of bands that I will just tell her to play because I know that every song is going to be good and suits any type of mood or lighting. I put them in there with the Budos band. I put them in there with True Loves. I put them in there with El Michael's Affair. It's all just, instrumental. Yeah. It, yeah. Everything just works and it works at any time, any day. It can be the soundtrack to anybody's life. What do you call that category? I know. I, we need to come up with that, whatever that term is. You know what? Actually, Kevin, I just remembered that one, like maybe four years ago, I played Polyrhythmics and someone said, oh, Polyrhythmics is on, must be Evie or Kevin. And I think of that every time that I play them now. I'm like, am I being predictable? I'm, I'm being predictable. It's okay. I, I take that as a good, as a compliment uh, yeah. on the Polyrhythmics. Yes. <laughs> Different album, maybe not. So, yeah. so Kevin, what was your favorite track off this record? Man, I love so much of it, but let's go with Funky Miracle because I think it's a good example of one of those slower, headier songs. It's a little different for polyrhythmics. Okay, so that was Polyrhythmics uh, with their album Filter System. It was the third most played album on KEXP in 2023. And coming in in number two was Arlo Parks with My Soft Machine. And I feel like every time I do these roundups, whether it's like mid-year most played albums or end of year most played albums, I feel like if Arlo Parks has released a single or a record, she usually makes it on the list. And Kevin, you were the DJ that played this album the most this year. I'm curious what you think. Yeah, so the last album, Collapsed in Sunbeams, was my number one album for 2021. It also won the Mercury Prize Album of the Year, debut album for Arlo Parks. And so I was very, very excited and super curious as to, and kind of, uh, I don't know if nervous is the right word, I just wanted it to be good, you know? And a lot of times there's this sort of sophomore slump where the second albums are never quite as good. I thought this was a remarkable album, just a very similar in a way to Collapsed in Sunbeams, maybe a little darker, weightier. But just a good, vibey, indie folk, chill-out kind of record. And, you know, Arlo Parks is able to write these deeply personal lyrics that sometimes you have no idea 
what the hell they're talking about, but somehow they're transcendent at the same time or just become sort of universal. And Arlo Parks does that so well. And just, uh, again, love this record. Uh, one of my most played, this was in my top 10 most played albums of the year and my top 20 favorites. What I thought also was interesting about this record is is I feel like Arlo Parks was diving a lot into mental health stuff and something that I, I think is notable um, is I tried to interview Arlo Parks earlier this year and this was after they announced that they were going to cancel a few tour dates because of burnout and then also just you know, deteriorating mental health and just like, I need a break. And they were very vocal about it on social media. And then when I asked for an interview request, it was like, hey, we're not doing uh, interviews. But if you send questions in advance, Arlo can record it and send it back. And I and I allowed her to do that, even though that's not something I normally do. But also, I just think that that's notable, too, because I feel like we're seeing that more within artists of of recognizing burnout, of recognizing the toll on your mental health that touring can take and then just being like, hey, I'm just not going to do a few shows because that's what's going to keep me in check. And I feel like we're seeing that with more and more artists. I think folks are being more vocal about mental health issues. And you hear it again in this lyrics and then also just how Arlo approach approached touring this year. The song Devotion is what got me. And, I mean, even busting out, like, fuzz pedals on an Arlo Park song, I'm like, yes. And so I can feel this uh, evolution of this very young artist, and it just makes me even more excited for the third record. But uh, Devotion, to me, is, is, like, the best Arlo Park song of all of them so far. Um, I love it when the guitar kicks in, and it's mm-hmm. a real surprise, too. It is. Not just the first time, but almost every time, even when you know it's coming, because it is very atypical for anything else on the first two albums. All right, that was Arlo Parks with My Soft Machine. That was the second most played album of the year on KEXP. And then coming in at number one, I don't think this is a surprise. This happened back in 2021. Jungle, the most played album of the year this year with this album Volcano. Troy, you play this album the most out of any DJ at this station. What do you love about this record? It's almost similar to what we were saying about Polyrhythmics. They also are one of those artists that need to be on that list for a type of music that Kevin and I need to come up with the term for, where you can play them (laughs) anytime, any day, any time of day. Any mood you're in, it's all good. And I'm talking about all their records. And they just done did it again. And their songs just, they sort of feel like water. They're just always flowing, but yet you can dance to it. You can just kind of nod your head to it. You can even fall asleep to it. It's all there. And 
all the guests that they have this time around they've got like roots maneuver on this album eric the architect channel trace and i just uh i i probably get more requests uh for for jungle this year than i did most other artists and uh, especially that song dominoes and their their uh, brilliant sample that they use from the Glorianne Taylor song is just uh, "Love Is a Hurting Thing." They sampled it so beautifully, and people talk about that song often. Jungle, once again, just like Budos Band, True Loves, L. Michaels Affair. I put him in that category. You can come home and say, hey, Alexa, play Jungle. And you get like a couple hours of just uh, awesome music that suits any mood. So I was very happy with the, the new album. And it's very, very feel-good music, too. I, I, mm-hmm. I'm i a big fan of Jungle as well. But Evie, this was in your top ten list. What do you love about this record? I mean, it's the same thing as Troy. It, it's, it's music that makes you feel good. It's music that works well on air always. And people request this constantly. It, all, while I'm on air and also when I'm doing DJ gigs uh, outside of KEXP, people want to hear Jungle all the time. It's just a, it's a record that makes you feel good. And every Jungle record has been that way. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Kevin, you played this record a lot, too. Yeah, it's in my top 10 most played. Uh, same experience for me. One of the most requested artists, period. And one of the feel-good albums of the year, kind of like the Jesse Ware record. And when they connect, to me, it it goes to a level of like the avalanches uh, as well. Just really brilliant with the sampling. And I think it's interesting, too, is that they are evolving. The way Evie was describing Little Dragon, I'm feeling about uh, this Jungle record, it was different for them. It's a bit slower in a way and maybe a little more 70s soul and disco and a little less electronic-y than uh, the last album. Uh, but, man, just has this, the same feeling. You just feel good when you hear it and um, it's, it's ear candy. So Troy, I want I want you to choose what track we go out on off of this record. Which one are you going to choose? I know you talked about Dominoes. Any others that that come top of mind? Yeah, they even though all their stuff is always good, there's always just one song that sort of rises just a little above the rest of them, and it has to be the song "Holding On." So that was Jungle with the album Volcano. It was the most played record of the year here on KEXP. And before we go, I want to ask each of you, what was your personal favorite record of the year? It may not be on this list, or maybe it is, but what was each of your favorite records of the year and why? Caroline Polachek's Desire, I Want to Turn Into You. I think, I think that is, was, that was like one of uh, – there's two on my top, my, my favorites, and that was definitely one of them. I feel like every – 
track on that record was just so, so good. Like so many of them could have been singles. Yes. I, Pretty Impossible was the song I listened to most this year, also known as Olive calls it the popsicle song. Um, we listen to it in, in the car a lot. That record, I think, is perfect. It's a masterpiece. Every single song is... It's one of those where I listened through the first time and was a little confused by it. And then the more that I listened to it, the more and more and more I loved it because every song is so different and so um, so complex, and in, but in a simple, like, artistic pop way. I just loved it so much. Yeah, that was definitely, I think, that one. And then um, the record that came by Blonde Shell this year, mm-hmm. um, just kind of a new breakout artist. And there were so many great tracks. But the one that really stood out to me is this longer track called Salad, which yeah. is like this murder ballad that keeps going. And there was just a few lines in there that really stuck out. And I feel like more and more we're hearing murder ballads from women when historically murder ballads always about men killing their wives or whatever and so I also just kind of love that that's a new trend but I also love that record um, from Blonde Shell What was your favorite record of the year? My favorite record of the year comes from Genesis Owusu. Yes. And I just like, where did this come from? Who is this? What is this sound? It has 80s vibes. It has uh, it has a little bit of everything, but a, a Genesis voice is like nothing I've heard in such a long time. I mean, I the other day I played it. Uh, the song Tied Up is where I would start if somebody hasn't heard the Genesis Owusu record yet. And then I played Cameo's Word Up right after, and I got so many emails and texts. They're like, oh my gosh, it has Word Up vibes. And we haven't had Word Up vibes since, what, 1988 or something? So uh, whenever that came out, but uh, Genesis Owusu, uh, that was the most exciting record to me. It sounded like it just, it, it's its almost like it's in 3D. It just jumps off the page. It, I get to interview him this year, and I think that, cool. that was like top three favorite interviews I did this year for KEXP. <laughs> and, and it was so interesting because he the way he crafts albums is he has like a main character and the main character on this record was a cockroach, you know, and like the world's trying to bring you down, but the cockroach is the thing that always survives and how does it survive? And, um, but then he was talking about, you know, I mean, his, he just hops through so many genres on this album, but he was talking about, you know, moving from Ghana to a really, really 
uh, white town in Australia and being kind of the only black dude, the only black family in town. And so always being an outsider, but also not being in a, in a large city. And so like he wasn't he didn't feel like, oh, if I'm in this city, I have to get into jazz or if I'm in this city, I have to get into, you know, whatever genre is taking over at that time. So I got to just create what worked for me. And that's why he feels like he can hop genre so much is because of that out upbringing of always being an outsider, but then embracing that kind of identity as an artist, which I really appreciated. So if you haven't listened to it, it is in the Sound and Vision uh, podcast feed. You can scroll back and take a listen. But Kevin, what was your favorite record of the year? Well, like uh, Evie mentioned, I am reluctant to rank music. Uh, I get the utility of the best of lists, and uh, but but it's hard to rank art sometimes, and also uh, my mood changes, so it's hard to commit because I might feel I typically feel very different the next day. Uh, but on the short list, I've got like Melina, Sophia Cortez's, Jesse Ware, Nabaha Iqbal, Chemical Brothers, but hands down, uh, my favorite and most played is the Caroline Polachek record. Uh, her voice is one of the uh, wonders of the world. I was really fortunate to be able to interview her right before the pandemic, and she uh, performed solo at the piano, which was the first time she had ever done that. And I'm out at party, that plain old song, I cry on the dance floor. It's so embarrassing, don't send me photos, you make and it worse, cause you're so hard, it's hurting my feelings. I get a little lonely, get a little more close to me. So, when this new record came out, the label and Caroline wanted to do a full band performance as well on the show to kind of come full circle. And so, had the honor of doing that. The performance at uh, Showbox Soda was amazing. And the album's incredible, you know. And her voice is incredible. She's so articulate and thoughtful about the way she creates music and thinks about the world. And every song's killer. And Welcome to My Island is such an anthem. And it is a declaration of being and such a triumphant coming out of the pandemic track that, uh, yeah, I just love the whole record. Amazing. Let's go out on that song. Well, I've been speaking to KXP DJs Kevin Cole, Troy Nelson, and Evie Stokes about KXP's top played albums of the year, as well as their personal favorites. Thank you so much and have a happy new year. Thank you so Bye. much, Emily. Yep. Thanks, Emily. Thanks, Emily. Thanks for listening, everybody.
miss out on Vision, please take a moment to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast, and consider giving a one-time $20 donation to help support this show at kexp.org slash sound. Thanks for listening.